bread and everything else. I they know, have yeah. the, you know, like the Star Wars has the toaster where like it imprints like a Death Star onto your toaster. Yes, whatever. I have they're it. Gonna, they're going to do that, <laughs> but a ghost. Has anybody got the waffle maker? I have it. <laughs> of course you do. I have a Mickey Mouse waffle maker. Does that count? I love I also, Star Wars. Does. But and I have so that ridiculous. too. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like breakfast and oh, Star Wars. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> Can't start your day without a Death Star. Let's roll. Absolutely. No Tonight's range. episode is brought to you by Bounty. Be quicker, <laughs> picker. Hello, and thank you for joining us once again for the uh, Guardians MH podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nate, and with me tonight is Dr. Goku. Joe. Hey, everyone. Alan. Hi, yeah. And our guest, which we will get to him in a minute. If you are joining us for the first time, Guardians MH is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on promoting mental health awareness throughout the gaming community. And uh, with being a first step, assisting individuals with gathering meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive atmosphere. Our podcast is another way to normalize talking about mental health and is a fusion of mental health topics and gaming. The information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. While many of the people here have some form of mental health training, they are not your mental health professional. This podcast is not a replacement for mental health and physical care or for the diagnosis of any mental health issues or condition. Please welcome our guest tonight, Zion. Hello. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Thanks for coming on with us. <laughs> uh, doing good. Trying to uh, normalize this sleep schedule. Everyone's, my sleep's been messed up the last couple months, but... uh. My days are like bleeding together, so lucky I'm normally up around this time, so it works perfect. More of a night owl? Uh, last couple of weeks, I've been like a 24-hour owl, just can't sleep. So mm. thankfully, I figured out that melatonin actually works for me. A lot of my friends are like, oh, it doesn't work, and I'm like, I'm going to try it. It's only $2 for a bottle, and that actually helps, so I'm like slowly normalizing my sleep again, but... That's awesome. Melatonin is a very useful tool. It is. Don't 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 take too much of it because your body naturally uh, creates melatonin on its own. Replacing it with over-the-counter, you know, melatonin, you'll actually your body will start to decrease the amount that it creates on its own, and you'll be your body will become more dependent on bottled melatonin, and it'll take a while to regulate your sleep over again but to get back on a sleep schedule dude it's fantastic mm, yeah short-term use is perfect yeah man hope oh, that's the plan hopefully i love melatonin <laughs> i love gummies no uh no thanks again for being on with us uh i'm really excited you've been doing a lot of work for us uh on the uh on the down low, uh, you're going to show everybody that's 
tuning into our live stream. Uh, something special that you got behind a little little sheet over there in the corner. That's pretty awesome. Uh, it's actually my St. Jude's cape from uh, Garden Con two years is ago. Is it really? Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, why don't we get rolling right into it? Uh, why don't you tell everybody who's uh, tuning in that might not know you uh, a little bit more about yourself, what you do? Um, I do a lot. I wear a lot of hats, as it were. Um, I think people know me probably for two things Destiny-related. They know me for my uh, airplane Titan cosplay that I do at Guardian Con uh, with the uh, Prison of Elders Titan, which is my favorite armor. Um, so that's been like a staple at Guardian Con the last two years. And people know it's me now, which is kind of cool. And then the other thing I'm known for in Destiny is the machinima called team titan which i'm wearing the shirt right now and i voice act in that write that produce that i I do all the things um but beyond that beyond the destiny stuff um i also uh take commissions and do props and cosplay items i also do custom figures i do collectibles i uh, design t-shirts um yeah i try and do all the things variety is a lot of the things as they say yeah. Yes, and uh, if you might not know that Xeon uh, is who you've been dealing with, but if you go to Etsy and you see some of these props, especially with Destiny related, he is the prop master behind creating a lot of these, and they are fantastic. Uh, actually, I do want to bring uh, with our booth at PAX conventions and conventions going forward uh, for PAX East back in February, we brought a destiny ghost with us because it's a great center, uh, you know, talking point on it. And it, it, it brings, you know, it calls back to our origins out of the destiny community. Uh, we did originate from the destiny gaming community and a lot of us still play and play together. And we wanted to you know, point that out and, you know, talk about that as a talking point with people. And uh, he actually went above and beyond and actually created a custom uh, mental health centered ghost (laughs) for us, for our table, which is absolutely fantastic. And it actually does turn on and is functional. The ghost itself tells a story on its own. And do you want to tell everybody a little bit about it? Yeah. Uh, that was one of the uh, cool projects that I did. Uh, I want to, you know, thank you to uh, Amber for uh, tweeting me to you when you asked. You put a Twitter blast out there asking about people that make ghosts, and she's one of my biggest supporters. And um, I made a couple items for her, so any any chance she gets to like say, "Hey, Zion can do it," she does. So that's how we we got connected. But that ghost, um, as we were talking about it. And we wanted to do something related to mental health. And as me and, and Joe have talked, I have some mental health issues as well. So as I was making it, I was thinking of myself and kind of the process it takes to um, kind of get through life. Um, and the ghost is basically cobbled together with all these different bits and pieces and taken from here, taken from there kind of thing. And I think maybe everyone's experience different, but for me, I feel like that's kind of how I get through sometimes. It's like, oh, I, got, I get a little bit from this person and some advice here, and maybe I see a video here, or I listen to some music or whatever the case is, and you kind of like patch yourself together to keep going. So that was the idea for the ghost, and I, I, I did put a lot of work into probably more than I, I should have. Um, but I, It I, shows, man. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, no, I really like it. 
And then ironically, then like a month later, I did another one, a different one. And I was like, oh, I don't know which one's my favorite now. But this one was kind of cool. And it was a lot of me uh, pulling out the old junk part box and just like pulling screws out and different pieces and wires. And actually, those red wires were from a Siva ghost that I made. Amber, the person that tweeted about me to you, I made the ghost for her. And that's what was left over. Um, So yeah, all, all kind of stuff. Yeah, that little bit on the top is supposed to be the brain. The little ah. circuit board bit. But yeah, I really like that. It was a fun ghost. And it, it's cool because it's one of a kind. I'll never make that one again. So mm. well, we we truly appreciate it. And it is actually, I actually pulled it from our convention kit. Uh, all the, <laughs> if I turn the camera, all the, t- like the tubs and everything for conventions is right over here. I actually pulled it out. Uh, just so we could show it and talk about it a little bit uh, tonight. And it's so unique. I really can't wait to display it at every convention going forward. And it's certainly going to be a great centerpiece. And it's going to be our, our mascot at our conventions, you know. And so I, I can't thank you enough for, you know, going above and beyond with it. It's truly a unique piece and uh, love it. Absolutely love thank it. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was a lot of yeah. fun doing it. Yes, indeed. Uh, that and the other project that you had me do recently. Yes, we'll talk about that co- towards the end. Uh, right before we wrap up, we'll we'll reveal that. I'd want to give away everything so early, uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, just to keep moving and everything. Uh, what's everybody been up to? Uh, I know last week we had a really fun uh, weekend playing some. Des- or, I was going to say Destiny, D and D. So used to playing <laughs> Destiny. Who has who has fun playing Destiny anymore? Uh, this guy, that guy, I mean, that one, that one. I that do. One. I haven't I haven't played Destiny since Forsaken. To be fair, so I'm just what was that? We're losing you. We're losing. This season's actually <laughs> pretty good. I'm pretty excited for what's coming up on. Uh, hey, I still make Destiny props, so that tells you something. So true. I, I'm excited about what's coming forward. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later. But uh, man, what have you been up to? Uh, DMing D&D one-shots for Guardians MH. Yes. Been doing, been doing that. A, a absolute blast. That, that was, was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it, this was our second go-around. You were GM for us, uh, you know, second time in a row, and it gets better every time. I was so comfortable with this. I think everybody just had a blast with it. The yeah. encounters were a lot of fun, and it was really great getting Dr. Kilmer from Game to Grow nonprofit to come and join us. That was fun. So animated and he elevated the game so much. I love him (laughs) to death. The guy is absolutely fantastic. And uh if if you want to learn a little bit more about Game to Grow nonprofit, go check them out at gametogrow.org. Absolutely regret it. They're fantastic. But uh no how do you how do you how how did you think it went? Did you have fun putting it together? I I I loved it. I, I thoroughly enjoy being a DM. You guys made it a lot of fun. Um, you guys give me the opportunity to kind of bring out a lot of that too. Like your character is your character is fun, Joe. The, the, <laughs> the ending, the ending of that encounter. Oh uh, yes, that was that was one of my favorite parts. Being able to bring you back to your farmer days of splitting wood. I know. Instead, instead <laughs> that you was so cool. Split a ghost chair in half. Like it was great. 
<laughs> oh man, you did so great of just painting that picture too. I mean, I you couldn't have asked for a better better uh evening spent. I mean, it, it was, was just absolutely great. I can't wait till the next one. Some already preparing. Yeah, I I tried into it while I was putting the kids to sleep and it sounded like you guys were having fun. I didn't get to, I didn't, I think I caught up just before you started getting into the meat of stuff. Okay. Oh, I when it got I'd, into the meat, man, that's when it got a lot of fun. Yeah. That was something. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh. Combat is some, one of my favorite things in D and D. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I, the, those are the most fun I have, like creating the encounters. And as we move forward, it, it, some of the ones that I've, that I've stored away from other games will reappear. And then you'll all come back on the next podcast and absolutely hate me, but it's fine. I'm prepared for it. I'm <laughs> well, ready. Good, as long as you're ready. No. <laughs> I'm prepared. <laughs> yeah. One out of five ain't bad, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I got backups. I'm Okay. <laughs> no awesome no nate what have you been up to uh just been uh working my butt off and trying to catch sleep where i can um thankfully starting next monday i'm back to a 5 a.m start instead of a 4 a.m start so and that hour nice. will make a big difference yeah that that's that extra hour <laughs> of just being able to kind of stay up and enjoy stuff but uh yeah like today i finally got on i i, I slept through the alarms this morning um so i got a i got a free day off and of course, Destiny servers are down till noon. Uh, <laughs> really? I yeah. Did a maintenance patch. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, got in today, and uh, with uh, with my boys over at the Bearded Legion there, and they they tried to run me through my first uh, Garden of Salvation. Oh so, God! Oh, didn't make it. Did you make it to the boss at least? Uh, we made it to the 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 crossroads room, and we just couldn't we couldn't put together the. Um, the, the relay, yeah. No, it was the the relay. Oh, oh, like the bases. I call it the baseball field, you know, just because. Yeah, that one can be kind of a pain because if you don't get everybody like in sync, like the runners, if they're not going through the portals, and you don't have people powerful enough, like that, like, it, where where she where she drops in the middle, and you got to run out to the end and deposit the moats and defend it. I guess the last phase before you go to the boss. Trying to think of it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Really? You guys got stuck there? Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't know why. I was running my moats back and forth, my five, and then the next guy was coming in with ten. We were defending the we were defending the conflux, no problem, running in, getting it done. Um, and then our, our crossers. Um you hmm. know, I kept hearing guardian down, guardian down, and they'd pick them back up and we just, we get through it, we get through it. And then it just fall apart. The wheels just kept falling off. So, well, all- you know what? That's part so, of the fun of it. You know, I learned a lot going into it. Cause I was that literally had not run any, uh, any, uh, garden of salvation. Yeah. Th- that final boss, man, that man, that's, that's a rough fight. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts in it. And I'll tell you what, uh, I I really like running the uh, Scourge of the Past. That's a fun one that you can get in and out, and I still don't have Anarchy. Was there any gun that dropped from the Garden of Salvation raid? I don't know. 
I actually haven't completed a single raid in D2. Oh, so. man. You got, well, we need to start doing a raid night. You got 20 minutes in a sword. We can get through a, you know, an eater of worlds pretty quick. Yeah, see, I want to run those. I want to run the easy ones. I, I've been all the way up to the very end of Leviathan, but again, we didn't. This was back when you know it was at level, so we couldn't put a team together to get through the last room. Oh, shoot. All you need for Leviathan now is just that new uh, exotic grenade launcher that dropped for the season. Mm-hmm. And like... Oh. Heard a well and you just so one shot you know they passed Dallas. day or yes today did they no that was abnormal damage no <laughs> nice man i love that guy uh, <laughs> cool we will Uh-oh. uh hey we lost we lost our man but it's all right we'll keep on rolling alan what have you been up to <laughs> oh about the same as uh nate just working a lot Trying to trying to get in on play when I can. Get into that new season a little bit. I like it. It's it's nice. Still a little uh I'm not a huge fan of going to the tower and picking out, you know, a bunch of repeatable bounties every twenty minutes, but it is the system the way it is now. I'd like to see it change. Maybe be able to pick up repeatables from, you know, in orbit or from the app or I, I don't care anywhere, but having to go back to the tower every 30 minutes to pick up more bounties. Yeah. That's been a, um, a concern voice throughout the, uh, that, you know, the destiny community for a while. So yeah, no doubt they're, they're definitely contemplating doing that. that. Even allowing like dim consoles to let mm-hmm. you pull it. Yeah. I love going on to IO and just seeing that freaking pyramid is like, Oh, in the background? It's here. Yeah, on the skybox. It's cool, it's isn't it? Speculations and tinfoil hats are gone. It's here. The darkness. Oh, my God. Oh, I, go saw a, I saw a meme today that I thought was hilarious. And it was, <coughs> it was of a person reaching over their spouse and putting their hand on, on the person next to them's like leg. Huh. And on the person, on the one person's face, it said uh, "fall expansion," and then the darkness was the person in the middle, <laughs> and Bungie was reaching over the darkness to put their hand on "fall expansion," fallen, you know, fallen expansion this fall. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, the darkness is here, but we're gonna do this first. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, yeah. I'm- I'm really excited for what's coming forward and what they're going to do. And oh, it's the first game I've ever gone in full with a collector's edition pre-order. So I'm very excited. Very cool. Oh, that's a big commitment. It's a very pretty collector's edition. That bag looks really nice. Yeah, the launch bag. I'm kind of an an addict when it comes to bags, too. So, well. (laughs) I ended up getting the collector's edition, and now I see the stranger figure is available, and it's only for a collector's edition or a limited one. So it's like $129, and I'm looking at like, I want that statue. I'm going to get that statue. I think you can buy it separately, can't you? Not that I've seen so far. I think you, but... get, you have to buy it with a copy of the game. Yes, oh, okay. you got to get the deluxe copy. But it's one of those things like I can buy it, and then we can give it away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not the not the statue. I'm keeping that. You ain't getting that. <laughs> but I'll definitely we will raffle off the deluxe edition, you know, for somebody. That would be a lot of fun. 
But uh, no, very cool. Uh, Doc, what have you been up to? Well, last week EA surprised everyone and released a whole bunch of Battlefield games on Steam. <laughs> True story. Uh, oh, yeah. that took me back. Yeah. So we so finally... You took us all back. What are you talking about? A couple people, and we brought Joe in for playing Battlefield 4 for the first time. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so much great. fun. We had a blast. He started out... It, you should read the DMs that he sent me. He's like, hey, did you notice that this is you know Battlefield blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, nah, I've never played it, and this and that. He goes check your steam <laughs> <laughs> and i opened it up and he's like it's like he gifted it to me and it's like he's like i appreciate everything he goes this is the least i can do and he goes guess what we're doing tonight and it's like i, can, I wonder <laughs> <laughs> he's like well start downloading it now it's 40 gigs get going yeah. <laughs> and dude i have to admit it was a lot of fun i had a blast and i told a co-worker two days ago that you you all, you've played, I think Doc's played with them before, uh, but uh, I told him that you guys pulled me into Battlefield 4. I got a text last night from him at 9.30 at night saying, I re-downloaded the game. I'm ready to play this weekend when you guys are playing. So guess yes. what? Hey, I'm the, group's yes. the group's growing more, so it's <laughs> contagious. But I'm, maybe Adam's joining us too, so it might be not too good. Squad's oh, getting boy. bigger. That's going to be a laugh. <laughs> It will be. I didn't want to put him in a tank or something, but no, that was a lot of fun, and uh, I appreciate it. That was that was a good yeah. time for a seven-year-old game. It's it still looks up. good. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's, it's land on PC because I played Battlefield Four when it first came out on PS3. <laughs> so it came out on PS3, and then it got ported over on PS4, and that was a jump just going from. 30 frames a second to and 32 uh, man servers to the 64 man servers and playing 60 FPS on PS4. And then going to high frame rate max graphics on PC was a delight. But it's a very pretty game mm-hmm. for how old it is. Yeah, I'm looking into jumping in more. Uh I wonder how much crisper number five is versus this one. Um, it wasn't that much, that much more. I think BF five was in us. I think it was like 25 or 30 bucks. Yeah. I picked it up. I have Yeah. I picked it up. I haven't honestly played it yet because I've been playing battlefield four. <laughs> um, so I can't really speak on if it's that much better graphic-wise. When you jumped in the other night, we were like like right in the middle of all of it. So you jumped in at like the perfect time when we were all riled up already. You just jumped into chaos. So much fun, but it's so much fun chaos. Yeah, yeah. Battlefield is all about chaos. It was cool. And it's that tagline that holds so true within Battlefield, saying only in Battlefield where you can shoot a, a rocket, hit a chopper, and then the chopper <laughs> will fall down on someone. <laughs> and then you end up getting a squad kill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you just hit the record button, so I need to save that clip. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. I haven't I, played I, in forever. 
No, you might have to download it. Get it on PC and join up. <laughs> yeah. That goes for anybody too. I mean, you can have a heck of a squad and if you ever want to play with us, more than welcome. Uh, just hit us up either on our uh, discord or Twitter or send us an email and say, you want to play battlefield with us and we'll jump in with you. It'll be a lot of fun. Dion, what have you been playing? Nothing. I have been playing XCOM 2. XCOM 2? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, I was playing Wasteland 2 uh, a couple weeks ago, and then I, I decided to play XCOM. I just wanted something chill to play. Not, I mean, XCOM's kind of like hardcore, but like, it's not like a first-person shooter where you're like actively, like I could like, do a move, go do something else, come back, mm-hmm. and like listen to a podcast. Like I don't have it's not like a super like in the moment game. It's more strategy. So yeah, I've been playing that and I've been enjoying it. That just came to the switch. I was debating on 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 grabbing it because it's it's a nice tactical yeah. uh it's a really nice tactical game actually. Yeah. I, I got mine I don't have a switch. I got mine on the Xbox on Amazon. The like mm-hmm. the full edition was like twenty bucks. Yeah, it was like marked down from forty, and I was like, "Oh, screw it! I'll just buy that." And I've been playing it; it's really good. And I played like the base game, and then I I tried out like it with the DLC, and the DLC War of the Chosen makes it like a completely different game, and it's just expands like everything. And there's so much to do in that game, and it it's really interesting. And the whole game, you're kind of like fighting against the clock, like the Doomsday Counter kind of thing. Um, so it's kind of interesting to try and like subvert the enemy but at the same time do what you want to do and it's pretty cool i like it kind yeah. of it's one of those games that i like i'll sit down and before you know it it's like oh it's five in the morning crap you know <laughs> i never played it i've heard good i've heard nothing but good things actually about it i have to jump in that oh. i uh i was just literally enjoying my vacation that wasn't a vacation last week. Uh, I did a lot of work around the house, my house, my parents' house, the in-laws' house, the neighbor's house, the person across the you know block's house, and you know pretty much everybody else's but mine at one point. Uh, and then just playing games and enjoying everything with all of you fine people. I mean, Battlefield was a blast on Friday night. Playing D D on Saturday was epic, and then I even played a little bit of Destiny on Sunday. So it was just a great, great weekend, and I really enjoyed all of it. And it was just so much fun. And this week, I'm I'm tomorrow. I'm jumping into some Destiny. Yes. So I, I'm very looking forward. I've been really enjoying. Uh, I haven't done the new dungeon yet in Destiny, but. I've been grinding some levels to try and get in there. And just, Where are you now? Uh, 1020. Okay. I'm so ahead. I'm like, yeah, I'm close to that. I'm like 1018. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, check last week when all you folk were at work and I was like, you know, my level's way up there and now I'm back to work. So I don't have the time during the <laughs> week to play. So unfortunate, but well, I was. I was one of those people that apparently was uh, the scourge of the community because I was, uh, you know, farming. Oh, well, you were you farming were the uh, the exploit. Yeah. Is it worth it? 
Uh, it got me, I, when I started, I only did it for one day because, of course, every time there's an exploit that I can take advantage of, they patch it before I can get to it. <laughs> oh, I feel too. <laughs> always happens like, oh, new cheese mechanic. And then, you know, of course, they break it on Tuesday. I don't really get to start playing until Friday. So mm-hmm. rolls around, it's gone. Um, but uh, I managed to spend a half a day and it netted me, it got me from... Uh, 10.06 to 10.15. How many umbral engrams did you get? Almost a 10-power jump. Yeah, it's not bad. It's supposed to be three to five an hour. Yeah. Wow. Out of the entire run, because you can can store, I think, 30 total with your your Q and then your Postmaster. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. How did you stand that? I, my anxiety would have been like through the roof just from sitting there doing that over and over again. Like it would have just killed me. I set it up and went to work. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. I, I, I got over to uh, the brother-in-laws and he was like, yeah, I'm running, you know, I'm, I'm just farming. So he had his setup on the PC. We fired up the Xbox, logged my wife in and then fired up the stadia and logged my account in. And we had all three, three computers going or all three systems going all of us in a farm. And then we ate dinner, shut it down. I came home, set it up again, PC and stadia for, uh, for us at home, went to sleep, woke up in the morning, cleared it all out, went to work, let it run and uh, had the wife come in about uh, what's wrong with you but a clock the third batch so yeah there wow. the only time i opened Shame. up and saw that I <laughs> um, room wow well you know good for you and you know you know what i don't i don't feel bad for you know i, I no ill will towards people that that take advantage of those if you've played Destiny 1 and you were in the Loot Cave era, I mean, that was just a moment in that game's history that people look back to fondly and remember. Oh my God. Laser Tag Weekend, <laughs> uh-huh. the Loot Cave, well, you name you it. You only have man. so much time to farm. Right. Yeah. To, to I mean, grind. So for, for people that don't play the game for 10, 12 hours a day, they're going to have to take those exploits mm-hmm. well and let's let's be fair the hardcores are doing it too because they're trying to maximize so they can get to the dungeon day one or they can get to the raid by the time it drops on friday or whatever you know whatever it is they had no problem with cheesing the system to get that up but as soon as some you know the, the working class guardian afks uh <laughs> no 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 and uh, i mean th- th- the end of that is did it really hurt them that we were forge farming other than the ones that weren't dropping their light and just AFK farming when people were legitimately trying to do forges that one I get, but you know, and there's, there's exploits and there's, um, there's cheese mechanics in, in, in every game. Uh, only because I'm, I lost my soul again to world of Warcraft. It's in there too. <laughs> you, lost yeah. your soul. I lost my soul in World of Warcraft. Warcraft. I blame. You know what? My brother <laughs> said that once. Like, Dude, this game has just consumed my soul, oh my and God. it's like, you know what? I played it once. And it's like I could see how you could just deep dive into this. Yeah, uh, funny story. 
about all that. When I was it when like I the my, Big Bane episode? When I when I bought my house, uh, I was on Craigslist, and uh, this guy I was buying a L desk from him for my office. And when I went to his house, this uh was a bunch of college kids in this big two story house, right? And uh, we go up to get the desk, and this guy has these humongous whiteboards on all the walls. And I was like, are you getting rid of those whiteboards? He's like, yeah. I said, I'll take one or I'll buy one, whatever. I said, what, what did you have them for? He said, I'm not joking. He was addicted to World of Warcraft. And so what he started doing was tallying the amount of time he was playing WoW, how much his sleep was, his college, and his work until he eventually weaned himself off World of Warcraft. Wow. Like on on the, you can't see it on my camera, but I'm on this side of the shop. We're in the shop where I make all my stuff. Mm. There's this huge like whiteboard, like in a classroom. And he had like four of them and literally he was logging all his stuff. So eventually he would like wean himself off. Wow. Wow. Pretty crazy. It was kind of, (laughs) I was like, okay, sure. You know, I'm not there yet. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, Keyword if I miss it yet, yeah, keyword is yet. If I miss a few podcasts, you know where I am. Um, if we but, see a whiteboard pop up on your wall behind yeah. you, we'll be <laughs> he but, starts marking yeah. tallies in his wall with a knife. The mechanics were there too. You pay somebody, I don't know, 20 gold and they'll run you through various raids to just power level you to, to 60. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mechanics, the mechanics are the same, just different, uh, a different way of going about it. Now in gold is, is gold an in-game currency or a currency kind of similar to like silver and, No, it's an in-game, but people will pay U.S. dollars to power level the character. I'm not ashamed to say that in Star Wars Republic in my guild, I was so rich in the game because I would craft that people would pay real money for Mm -hmm. in-game currency. I would sell in-game currency. This was like four or five years ago. It was within my guild, because you get banned for this, but it was within my guild. Like, all right, it was like, I used to charge like three three four dollars a million like so people buy like three million it's like 12 bucks right there it's just and i had like i i used to make money like it was going out of style in, in star wars or republic i still play whenever there's a new expansion but star wars or republic was always my game that in Terra, Terra i like a Terra. lot and co- the console edition makes me so mad because they're like a year behind the mm-hmm. pc version like we're just now getting the dlc that was from like two years ago like in in the it's the community on the console Wait. is just dying down so bad. Wait a minute. Okay, so you were charging three to four dollars a million. Yeah. <laughs> How many damn credits did you have in that game? Right, like right now, and I barely play. In in total, I have like ninety million between all my my three main tunes, and I don't even play that much anymore. Wow. Yeah. Like, and it's a lot of it is just the market, like the in-game market. Like, I'll buy certain things. Like I'll I'll go on the G- like that's what I do now. I, I PVP my low level characters, and then I'll go on my main character Ghost of Zeon, and I'll go on the Galactic Market, and I'll look through stuff and like oh that I know that should be more money. Buy 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 buy. I'll hold it for a couple months, and then I'll resell it for like triple when you know prices go back. It's like turnips and Animal Crossing. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. 
<laughs> I want the record to show I did not say Animal Crossing. It wasn't Matt that brought it up this time. No. You were thinking it. Of you course were thinking I wasn't. It, and you were thinking it. <laughs> you Everybody the stock was. Market. I just said it. Yeah. No, that's that's wild, man. That's I can't believe that. That's huge. Uh that's a and lot. we had to have an Animal Crossing reference in here somewhere. Yes, yeah. we missed it. it we missed it last week. We did. <laughs> like I remember when the, when they came out with the guild ships, you could buy like a star destroyer for your guild, and they were like mm-hmm. fifty million. I bought it by myself for the whole guild. Like everyone wants, like every other guild's like chipping in. I'm like, I got it. <laughs> I just bought it by I myself. It. So, but yeah, and that was from just crafting and just buying and selling on the market. I would even make characters and put them on other servers and buy stuff cheap over there and then transfer the character back to my server and sell it there. Like shit like that. Cause they were doing like free server transfers at one point. Yeah. So I took advantage of that. And I just sent like my low level characters and I bought stuff and I'd bring them back. I haven't played that game in so long. I've never played it. It's fun. It's obviously I mean, it's fun. a lot larger than I thought. It's even like, and it's free to play now. And yeah. honestly, it's good just to play like the story campaigns because they're, most of them are good. The Jedi Sage one sucks, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is the, the worst. The best one, everyone mostly agrees, is the agent, the Imperial agent. And then I love Bounty Hunters, so Bounty Hunters always been my favorite. But it's, it's nice because you can just kind of play the single story campaign, and it's like playing Mass Effect or something. You Dark side, light side, or whatever, and then yeah. the story could change drastically. And then I like in the new expansions, like you can actually kill certain companions. Like that's one thing that annoyed me in like the base game. Like you couldn't, like if a companion annoyed you, you couldn't kill them. But in the expansions, a lot of times they give you options to like pick one or the other or what the case is. Because there's, if uh, Matt, you played Star Wars, The Republic? Uh, it's uh, been a long time, but I have, yeah. Did you play a bounty hunter? No, I did not actually. Okay. There's the last companion you get as a bounty hunter level 50 is this g- alien named Skadge. And just by that name, you know this guy is an annoying douche. Like, and as soon as you get him, you just want to kill him. Because, like, and there's a part where you, like, threaten to throw him out the airlock. I'm like, oh, can I really do that? It's like, no, you can't do it. It's like, Argh! and then, like, the expansion came out a couple years later and you could actually kill him. I'm like, oh, he's going to die today. He's just like the most, and he has like the most punchable face. Like, they love, like you guys ever watched Men in Black too? There was like that alien with like the, uh, there was like a the ball chinny in here. Like he had the thing. Yeah. And he, had, he had balls right here, and he punched them. He looks like that. So you want to punch him in the face? <laughs> you can't. And then finally, like three years later, the expansion came down. I was like, oh, it's it's a choice between him and someone else. I'm like, oh, Skag's gonna die. I'm so tired of him. Almost sounds like bring really back here, Slippy from Star Fox. Yeah, uh, how many oh, times man. did they just let Slippy die? Good old Star I'm, Fox days. I'm not sure how many. I'm just, not sure if I want to admit how many times I just was like, yeah, all right, let him, let him, let Slippy go. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He wasn't contributing much. I don't have to rescue Slippy. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you muted? Oh, yeah. I don't think he knows he's muted. 
Hey, I'm only muted for you guys. The stream heard me, so don't worry about it. Uh, all right. That's all that matters. <laughs> Usually it's the other way. <laughs> no, I, I I had to type something real quick, and I didn't want everybody to hear my clickety-clack, so I apologize. And I totally just ruined that whole thing. I apologize. It's all good. <laughs> no, I, I was just saying that uh, that game's going to be making a return here soon. What? You know it is. Oh, Cowards of Republic? No, not that one. Oh, Star Fox. Star Fox. Star Fox. Yeah, it's a Nintendo classic. <laughs> different star. Yeah, different star. Please, please. Yeah, you know it's going to. You know it's going to. It's just one of, like, Nintendo has a hard time of making something new. You know, so they just you're keep... redoing the same series all yeah, over and over. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see a Donkey Kong Country 17 come out. You know, except it's going to be Donkey Kong Urban. Or something. I don't know. I'm just making <laughs> hey, stuff. I up. buy it. Delete. I buy it too. I need a I need a bell for to mark when I should delete uh, things on myself. <laughs> there. There. That'll Loki work. Loki would really like a new Diddy Kong Racing because I used to play the crap out of Diddy <sighs> Kong Racing on Nintendo 64. Yes. I used to play the the crap out of Diddy Kong Racing on Nintendo 64. That was, that was awesome. Such a good game. They make a bajillion Mario Karts. I'm like, where's Diddy Kong Racing at, man? It Make it happen. Second one. <laughs> Make Diddy Kong Racing two. <laughs> yeah, because that was the only one, right? Yeah, there was, was only one. Yeah, it's only one. Yeah. It was for the sixty-four. Yeah. Well, we could sit here and talk about games all night long, all night. literally. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> half of what we do. Uh, but no, let's let's dive into our mental health topic, and uh, you know get into the meat and potatoes, so to speak. And our topic this week, we're going to be talking about uh, the benefits of art and expression and therapy, utilizing art and expressing yourself through art in in therapy and as a form of therapy. Uh, Dr. Goku, you want to bring us into it? Sure. So art therapy in and itself or a variation of it has been part of therapy as a whole for almost since its inception. Uh, we can go as far back as the Rorschach tests in terms of how you kind of transport or transpose a thought onto a specific image. In terms of adding your own spin to it, there was the still semi-controversial, but the house tree person test. Anyone know what that is? The HDP test? Actually, nope. I don't. Uh, it's mainly used uh, i used it with uh, when i was doing my uh my rotation with kids so you ask the the kid or the person to draw a house a tree and a person and depending on how they draw the house and how they draw the person uh you can kind of tell a couple things from them but Mm -hmm. it's also the uh the discussion that you can have with them as to oh why did you do this or draw this like this uh Art therapy within uh, child therapy is very important. It's something that a lot of child therapists will use because a lot of kids have a hard time verbalizing what's going on. Yeah. They have an easier time kind of expressing through art or uh, getting their feelings out. For a lot of people, drawing, for, for me included, I, I went to art school prior to uh, going to psych school, uh, was a f- form of expressions, a way to get those things out. 
I, I think having um, utilizing that type of utilizing art therapy in a session, it allows just for also the unconscious to kind of bubble up a little bit too. Um, and allows just for a deeper conversation to be had, you know, even with a, with a child, especially too, it just allows you to talk about things. Maybe that, maybe that a child had no idea what was going on internally. Um, one of the biggest things I know that I've done, um, I asked them to draw the dinner table who sits where, um, you know, what's on the table, you know, and explain. And I use it as a form of like, all right, don't tell me what, what goes on, who talks, who, um, you know, what do you talk about? And it becomes like this cross between a uh, art therapy and also like a, a psychodrama aspect where the child is playing different members of the family. And it actually gets quite funny, um, but in, you know, imitating their parents and it gives one the clinician a good insight into how the child is perceiving um the the household uh, the family dynamic as well and you get a good picture as to okay well who's present who's at the dinner table realistically because they wouldn't really express it or explain it otherwise right right uh one thing i do with not all my clients but uh, a few of them is some of them that don't necessarily have an idea of who they are or they have a, a different time kind of expressing who they are, I'll ask them to do um, the mirror of Ariset exercise. I'm mm-hmm. nerding out on Harry Potter here, and we had discussed this <laughs> with uh, Dr. Scarlett in the past, where you look into that mirror, what is on that reflection? And for certain people that have either... Um, body dysmorphia or they see mm-hmm. things differently or they have low self-esteem right who are you seeing in that mirror if you're looking at a real mirror what are you seeing and if you're looking through this mirror of error said how is it different what are yeah. you seeing and, and draw it so we can see it and talk about it Zion, uh, not not to put you on the spot here, but you said it before when you were when you made the um, the ghost for Guardians, you pulled a lot of your own kind of personal experiences and things like that, and you created a fantastic piece, you know. But it was it it provided I would I'm going to assume and please tell me I'm wrong, but it provided an outlet for you and it allowed you to kind of rethink things in a little bit more of a positive light. Yeah, definitely. I think the the problem I have sometimes is not with that project specifically because I had mm-hmm. a a really good experience doing that. But I think when you are someone that makes things either for a living or you do it consistently, it stops becoming a creative outlet and it starts becoming another thing you have to do. So that happens to me a mm-hmm. lot sometimes where it's like you would think that because I love doing what I do. I whether it's voice acting or whether it's making props or costumes or a ghost or a figure or even editing a video or whatever the case is. Sometimes at this point I've been doing it consistently when on and off and various things here and there for so long, mm-hmm. it's, it becomes like another thing to do. It's, and it's like, I don't want to do that. I just want to be in bed all day and I, I don't want to 
I don't want to do it even though I like it. Yeah. So, but, but the, the ghost was a, a good, a good one because uh, the dialogue I had with Joe about it and then me like thinking about it and pulling up all these things. And then I had a lot of fun doing it, but even when I did his ghost, I had a similar experience and I told him, I said, I'm sorry, I'm, I was a little bit behind on it and I sh- you know, should have been done earlier, but I had that same thing where the depression cloud hit and it was like, like, even though I'm enjoying doing it, it's like, it's like, Oh, I have to do this job and kind of thing. It, so it kind of sucks. Cause then it, your creative outlet becomes your job and then you don't want to do it because it's doing your job and you just want to be in bed all day and watch Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've been binge watching 97 raw from the WWF go Brett, the Hitman heart. But, um, <laughs> you know, so like, that's like, <laughs> like, it's like, I just want to lay in bed and like just sleep and watch wrestling or whatever. I don't want to get out of bed and, and do anything. So that, that's sometimes the like uh, balancing act of your mental state where, you know, like I said, your creative outlet is your job. So then you don't want to do it because it's your job and you just want to do nothing all day. You know? yeah. So that's the thing that's it's almost like, it. it's almost like a double-edged sword in that you want to do it because you enjoy doing it. Yeah. But then you don't do want to do it because it's your job. So now the thing you enjoy, you don't want to do. And you're just like, well, screw it. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. In a nutshell. And it, it sucks. That in, and, um, and then, and then there's sometimes where like, um, you can have like a specific experience with something that you used to like, and now you just don't want to do it anymore. I had an ex- experience like that with, uh, with writing. I, uh, I've been writing this like dark fantasy story for a couple of years, not really since high school on and off, on and off. And, I used to stop because I'll get writer's block. But when I write, whether it's team tie-in or whatever, I like to bring, uh, write characters based on real experiences and people I know. So it's more grounded that way. Well, I was in a, and this getting probably getting too personal, but screw it. Uh, I was in a relationship with someone who was extremely jealous. If there was a girl in this podcast right now, I'd be getting, my phone would be blowing up currently if i was with this person that kind of thing well she was an english major and i said hey i'm writing this thing i want your opinion she starts reading it again dark fantasy magic the whole nine she's like who is this character based off of and i was like oh that's based off of so and so and she knows this person it's one of my exes well she flipped out and we got into this huge argument about it and from that point and from other things that happened in that relationship I just don't want to write that story anymore. I get anxiety thinking about it now because mm. the experience I had from that. And it's just like, I don't want to write this, even though I do like, I want to finish it, but it's like, I start typing it up and then you just get like this weird feeling and then you just stop. So that's another thing that, that happens as well. And it's, it's really, I don't know. It's, it's difficult. You know, I think especially too, when we talk about, um, it is, it's difficult in the sense uh, because of the experience that you had, but if we frame, um, because narrative is, you know, writing is is another form of creative expression that I know I've used um, with clients as well. 
And I've actually framed it sometimes in rewriting the story, uh, rewriting what has happened to, you know, give you, not necessarily give you a better ending, but rewrite it how you want it to be. Because it provides like a little bit of hope. It provides a little bit of uh, control over situations that maybe there were no control over. So I think writing art, um, even music, especially when we talk about creative expression um, in a therapeutic sense, uh, definitely has its benefits and allows, I think like we were saying before, it allows those who maybe can't express it verbally another avenue to express what needs to be, you know, talked about. Very well said. Thank you. Any Thank form you. of expression, because art can be anything, mm-hmm. is a way to let those emotions out. To not hold on to where it be sadness, pain, guilt, fear. It can be a variety of emotions. It's so important for us to let that out. And sometimes what comes out is a beautiful work of art. Yeah. Most people think art as these beautiful paintings or these hyper-realistic things. Art can be what you make of it. Mm-hmm. It can be stick figures on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Music, so. stories. Yeah. Even One reading other I... people's stories, you know? If you put your own spin on it, like I do it with my kids where I'll read a story and I give every character a voice. Even if it's a character, you know, it might be a character that they've never heard before, but I... I just give them a voice so that way they can denote somebody different as talking in the story. I, you know, to, to, to bring it back, D and D is, that's one of the reasons why I love being a DM. Cause I get to do the voices. I get to put my own spin on something, or I get to steal my wife's character from, from the game that we play together, but I did it as an homage and I love her very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was but but I get to I get to be able to to spin that and I get to put my own creative twist on it for thankfully the enjoyment of of others and it's just another creative outlet. You know, I've definitely had moments where I've you know DM'd a game and I was angry it was a it was a bad day at work but instead of yelling and screaming, just the, the big bad evil guy got a little bit louder <laughs> at certain parts. And it yeah. just allowed me to safely and creatively you know, express my anger. Right. It's very cathartic. Yeah. That, that imported character better not ever die. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Never. It was an, it's, it's an NPC that is now canon in Guardians MH Land. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. And then sometimes those like bad experiences turn into something good because, and there's so much more to that, that relationship I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. but because of that, I was like, I don't want to write this anymore. I want to write something more fun. And I ended up writing team Titan and doing that. And that became this really kind of crazy thing. And even though right now it's on hiatus or whatever, but Mm -hmm. that, that first, that whole idea 
happened because of that. And I was like, I want to write something else. Like, I, I, I can't write this anymore right now. I'm going to do something else. And so we started doing the Team Titan show. And, and that was interesting because uh, I was doing everything. I was editing and voice acting and producing people and uh, doing the machinimating in Destiny, which is a whole nother bag mm. of worms and a yeah. big headache. But um, HUD mode must have been great for you. Well, there is no HUD. In D1, there is no HUD mode. Right. Well, the, yeah, HUD list. But to get rid of your weapons, there's like a sword glitch you have to do. And um, I don't know why they haven't added it in because Halo Reach had like the camera that you could do, you know, move around and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, why doesn't Destiny have this feature? You know? Um, but then in doing Team Titan, I made two best friends in. Um, Tempest Knight, who writes Rift, and Digital Curse, who writes um, Fireteam Weasel. And we all came together, and now our all our shows intertwine, and we're on the same timeline. And we're leading to, like, you know, kind of like a Destiny, Destiny Machinima universe, which is what it's called. Nice. And so, And it's cool, because now right. I have friends for life. And, like, last Guardian Con, uh, Digital flew from Wales. He stayed at my house. Tempest came from Texas, and they all stayed, and... I had my booth and we all got to hang out in person for once. And so, you know, sometimes those bad experiences can lead to something positive. I still want to finish that other story, but it led to this. So, you know, it kind of worked out anyway. Yeah. Nice. I just thought of something. If if, uh, Matt and Dr. Goki, you guys don't mind if I ask you a quick question on the subject. Would you guys ever consider utilizing art therapy as a way to maybe say you got a patient who's kind of being reluctant to talk about something because it's, you know, they're focused on that subject. Whereas maybe if they sat down and started doodling, they'd be focused on the doodle and maybe be a little more willing to talk, to broach that subject. Is that something you guys would probably use? Yeah. It's something that I've used in the past. Yeah. I mean, I, I've used anything from from art to plain Uno. Uno's a, Uno's a big thing. Um, right. It starts the conversation. It starts the talking. And I think it also, uh, doing something like what you just said, um, helps to build that rapport with someone to get that just base level of trust to start to talk about these things. You know, because the greatest conversations, and I think we can all agree, some of the greatest conversations are had while doing something else, right? While Mm -hmm. we're playing, you know, we've been playing Destiny for a long time and, you know, we're all just kind of BSing and shooting, you know, and talking. We, We build up a trust with each other and then, you know what? Yeah, we start talking about how awful the day was or, you know, what's happened and why we're feeling angry. It's... It's util- yeah, doing I've done that yeah. almost every session <laughs> when I when I have when I have kids or when I have It's like whenever younger. you see people just hanging out in the tower and their characters are just jumping around like yeah. you know they're just bullshitting like doing like that's what I do it's like I'm not even doing anything I'm just like occupying my hands while we're talking on like headset or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like when you go to a doctor to get a shot and you don't want to get the shot but then you start talking to the nurse and then while you're talking to the nurse, oh, shot's done. You're like, oh, you finished? Oh, well, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. It's like you don't want to talk about it because you have like a repressed memory. You get a little bit distracted, you know, then it kind of comes out or, oh, 
yeah, you start talking about it. It's not so bad because now I'm doing this thing too, you know? Mm -hmm. It's whatever makes the person comfortable. Mm -hmm. Cool. And if someone feels comfortable doodling, I have a, had a paper and a pen next to, next to my couch in my office Mm -hmm. and grab it and doodle. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, I was going to jump in a couple times, but I really, you all touched on it so, so well. I mean, what suggestions would you have for somebody at home for possibly self-help incorporating art expression? Color. Color. That's a Mm -hmm. great great suggestion right there uh i think we actually Get touched on yeah. i think we touched on coloring as a form of uh self-care last weekend while we were playing D. Mm-hmm. we actually touched on that get a mindfulness coloring book um there's a, a, a variety of them the or any form of coloring book because what's do what's happening is you're focusing in on don't go over the line and what color am I going to choose for what particular part? But what you're not thinking about is everything else. Yeah. So it gives your body and your mind a way to de-stress. And they do make them in a, uh, not, uh, not in the wrong way, but adult variety, you know, they're not just Disney characters and, or hello kitty or hello. Yeah. And they're not all, and, and those ones aren't, they aren't, you know, like Mandela's or whatnot as well. It's, it's just, it's regular scenery. It's, but it's not kid centric. Jack takes his helmet and Marasov. <laughs> oh, you had to go there, huh? Uh, I was going to say there's something real fun, real fun about making a goth Hello Kitty, so. <laughs> <laughs> Believe I, it or not, hmm, uh, we use. It's creative. I've I've used adult coloring books on a substance abuse rehab and initially everybody comes in and they're like, you know, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing this. This is for children. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Give them in the room. Just leave it there. 10 minutes with some, you know, some kind of relaxing music. Everybody is coloring. Everybody (laughs) is chilling out and not necessarily thinking how silly they look, but more so enjoying and being mindful that, yeah, you know, I can just sit here and color for a little while. I don't have to think about everything that's going on right now with my life. I can just sit here and be okay. I don't have to be a quote unquote adult. Yes. Yes. Don't be afraid. Just dive in. Yeah. It's a temporary brain escape. Yeah. We need that. We have two of them. Very much need that with 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Great suggestions. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you both and everybody so much for touching on that topic. It was such a, it's a great topic that I really think that we can uh, do more with in the future. And uh, there's some ideas been circulating our, our private chat right here that uh, I'm really eager to maybe kind of rabbit hole those uh, dive down through that. But how does everybody feel about jumping into some gaming news now? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. I like yeah. how you said yeah. that, Alan. Oh, you said yes. it so like Oh, well, all right. Now we're now we're going. All right. That was my that was my Paul Bear imitation. <laughs> <laughs> Nate got it. <laughs> Nate, why don't you uh why don't you bring us in some gaming news, man? Go. Uh gaming news. We have the PlayStation 5 reveal. What do you all think of the Wi-Fi router? Um Duckville. <laughs> Forming Art Center. I think it actually oh, looks kind of nice. Oh, the PlayStation 5. Uh, <laughs> I think it's really that they have a... They Did have you see the picture? You, I know you saw it, Matt, didn't you? Oh, God. Of course. Of it's course. Okay. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> memory, Nate. No. Nate. Uh, <laughs> what were you saying, Alan? I think it's really cool that they're coming out with um, two different versions an all digital version and then one that you can actually have as a disk drive. Cause I mean, how many of you have an actual physical disk drive in your computer right now? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't, well, I everything I buy one. is everything I buy is digital nowadays. It's digital downloads, digital media. Everything's I, I haven't used a CD drive in, I don't know, five years. Yeah. The and, only one I, that has one is that one. And that was from 2010. Yeah, so it's it's a brilliant idea on their part, especially if mm. it's going to lower the cost. I don't know what the cost is going to be. I guess it was some leak on Amazon. Uh, yeah, that was. I guess it equates to four fifty US and five sixty for the the one with the drive, which sounds about right. I mean, that's that's typically what they've come out with in the past. But, but yeah, no, like Microsoft did that with the with the One S. They did an all digital version and, and proved mm-hmm. that there there is a market. It may not be a budding market, but yeah, the market. There. Yeah. And have you looked at the comparison uh, between the the specifications between the two, between the the Series X now and the yeah and the PS Five? They're damn near identical. Yep. There's maybe I think the Xbox had like a slightly faster processor and a little bit more and it had a one terabyte hard drive instead of a 865 gigabyte or something like that which i'm sure the playstation i really hope the ps5 has a swappable hard drive because every playstation up till now has had one it they they have an expansion both xbox and playstation it, it looks like they're going to do the expandable uh as far as swapping them it's very closely based off the m2 drive platform but okay. not, um, as they said, they're not doing off-the-shelf parts on this. This is custom, uh, custom hardware for both. Okay, well that's good. At least you won't be stuck uh, with the hard drive, so you won't have to go out and when they come out with the fancy new PS5 Slim that's got two terabytes, you don't have to, you know, spend another four hundred dollars on a new console. Yeah, there was rumors when it was first in development that they're going to have a eight hundred eight sixty-six version and a one point six tera version. That's yeah. That's not been seen anything since the reveal that would that would indicate such. Eight hundred gigabytes, man. My PS4 still has a two fifty gigabyte hard drive on it. Mm-hmm. I saw. I survive on that just fine. I got to delete some stuff, but can't imagine what yeah, I can do with eight hundred sixty gigs. Yeah, I yeah. put a two terabyte on mine, and it, it can fill up real quick depending on the games you have uh, installed mm-hmm. on those. We have Destiny Two, for example, is one hundred and fifty. To 178 installed. Uh, Call of Duty is currently sitting at like 215 installed. Yeah. 
I mean, that's just two games. And, you know, once, once we do 4K, we start doing the high-res uh, high textures, that's only going to balloon more. Mm. So, yeah, 866 could run out real quick. I, again, old man here. I remember when I got my first 6.4 gig hard drive. I'm like, I'm never going to need more than this. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> first hard drive was a hundred eight hundred megabytes. I read, remember what this is. Yeah, so when gigs came out, I was like, oh, "Ooh, right." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old. But I think what what's going to happen with the the all digital version versus the the disc one is the disc one it'll have the four K player. So for people that want to watch 4K Blu-rays on it, that's what it's going to u- be very much used for. Or people that are very, uh, very proponent on physical media, and they still exist. But you know, even you look at the the latest Bungie, you know, the way they released um, Beyond Light, they gave you a digital only collector's edition, whereas previously you had to buy the physical disc to get the collector's edition kind of thing. So they've now moved with the times as well, and they're just fully embracing, hey, you can download the game and still get the swag. Yeah. It's just, it's moving to, to digital. Yeah. And that makes sense. And you know, the way, and, and you hear the diehards that go, well, I have to have my physical disc, because what if Sony goes away one day? All the games now have a server back end. So that, you know, there's, there's very few games now that you're going to be able to still play on the disc if the back end of it folds. And the disc nowadays is just a, a key anyways, and you have to download the game off the store. Right. Yeah, as soon as the first update hits, that, that disc becomes just, like you said, just a key. Yeah, it's like when you, when you used to have the Warcraft and it was three discs and you really only needed the first disc after that. Yeah, even now, well, you put the game in, and you download the patch, and you install the game, it's just creating that barrier of entry. Yep. And, and it's, it's a way, I know we're, we're switching over to, to, to Xbox, but the way Xbox is doing kind of backwards compatibility for 360 and Xbox One's game, you put in your 360 game, it'll download the new version. Or the bootloader. That way. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm actually excited for the PlayStation 5 reveal. The spe- like you said, the specs are very similar. The teraflops are, um, I think Xbox has an edge out in teraflops, but uh, yeah. the PlayStation Series ed- X is a little bit higher yeah. spec. The Xbox in um, read speed of the hard drive, like its drive is, is notably faster, almost to the same scale of the teraflops on Xbox, the, the process processor speed is negligible. I mean, it, you know, what you do with that, like, it's not a, not a real true indicator. You guys are blowing my mind. Why? <laughs> right now, what I'm more interested about is what can this new machine do for graphical fidelity? The amount of teraflops on it's kind of irrelevant if you don't right. have people taking advantage of it and making really well, good games. Yeah, and they're both using very... I think they're using the same silicon for the, for yeah. the graphics processing. Um, it's, it's, just, it's the new uh, AMD architecture. 
yeah, it's the, the computational processor that, that varies slightly. Um, but where Sony's really putting their, putting their money in is in the sound design. And I, I can't wait to see games start taking advantage of that spatial audio that they're, that they're proposing. Oh. So they're oh. trying to do a new form of spatial audio. Um, and I, I know they're not playing too well with Dolby right now. Because Dolby has Dolby Atmos, which is proprietary to, to Dolby. And then there's DTSX. And then there's Aura, which mm. is kind of a, a, another version. Hmm. Now Sony's jumping into the fray with, was it Temporal Audio Engine, I think it's called? Something like that. Yeah. So if anyone has ever heard uh, a movie um, mixed in Atmos, it adds so much to the experience. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of the, when, the first days that THX came out. Mm-hmm. Right? That was such a shift between just 2.1 stereo in a theater and it was, you know, you had just left and right all the way down and then THX came around and just it started adding that depth. You know. So and it, and it's Atmos just, is oh, yeah, it's Atmos. almost more than just having the height channels because people oftentimes equate Dolby Atmos to having height channels. So mm-hmm. you have your, your standard 5.1 or 7.1 and then you can have your, your height channels. But what can at most, what it can do is it can throw sound around. So rather than just having one speaker, it'll play it loud on one and lower on the other and kind of have it move around the room. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm, watching Star Wars in Dolby Atmos and hearing the X-Wings and TIE Fighters kind of going behind me and over my head is just, it's glorious. Well, you also have like 10 speakers in your entertainment room, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a 5.2.2. So technically, yeah, 9. <laughs> 7 plus 2 sevens. I mean, no, I, I've, I've only got a, five point, a 5.1, and just switching over to an Atmos compatible receiver, it just that makes a world of difference. You know, having stuff pass left, center to right. That, that did not happen before when it was just a Dolby. I have Logitech speakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, because I don't... Sony had, oh, what were they? Was it the Pulse headset? That came out a, a while ago. And I think the only game that really took advantage of it was Uncharted 3? Oh, I have no idea. Or 4? That you you had the the um, height up mixing in the the headset, something like that. Yeah. So I think the the new engine is kind of an, an iteration it, of what's. It's going to be a game. It's going to be a game changer, literally, you know, and figuratively. That's the one thing that Xbox does not have over PlayStation right now is that tech, and that tech could really make some 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 good changes in in the industry as far as you know graphical fidelity that's you just you're throwing you're throwing horsepower at pixels oh now i have to get ps5 because now i can't wait to play um the new hellblade on it so one thing that's going to happen 
the example is on an FPS, if you think Call of Duty or, or any major FPS, you can hear people around you. Right. But now you're going to be able to hear people on top of you. So if someone's in a room upstairs, you know that that person's going to be there. And that is such a game changer for FPSs, especially on a competitive scene. You can call out, hey, someone's above me or someone's below me or, you know, 6 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Oh. Just adds to that immersion. Yep. That's so good. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm such an audiophile. I love it. I am, so- too. Shame that my hearing's going to crap because it's I'm I'm losing my appreciation for a lot of it. But it, yeah, it's uh, that that is the one thing I'm excited about, and that makes me consider getting a PlayStation. I'm I'm an Xbox fanboy just because I got in from ground you know ground zero with Halo uh, on the OG Xbox, um, and I'm not big on switching ecosystems especially when I'm well-vested in one particular. But it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. And the more it it goes on, I think it's less going to be about the platform and they're going to be opening up cross-play. Yeah. And that's the other thing that the PlayStation still has in their back pocket is they do still have the exclusive title uh, thing. Oh, that Horizon 2... Trailer looks so good, right? There are so many things that, uh, y- yeah, that that Sony Sony makes good deals like they used to with the uh, you know Destiny. You got you got all the stuff for a year. I like uh, um, apparently Hawkmoon is coming back into Destiny too, but it's going to be the Xbox Hawkmoon, not the PlayStation Hawkmoon. Uh, is it it's still Hawkmoon? It's still Hawkmoon, yeah, but there it's it's already been nerfed. Before you get it, say, it's not going to be D one Hawkmoon where you could two shot people. Only if you were on PlayStation, because when it when it finally got it got nerfed, and then the year of exclusivity wore out. Yeah, and got it. So we got it. It was already nerfed because Hawkmoon was so gross at a time where you can one tap people. Yeah, so and they were that's lucky right. enough. They've already said those three bullets are aren't into one coming to the D two version. There is not going to be the luck in the chamber, whatever, with the two perks. There was a luck in the chamber and... Um, I forget what it was. It basically gave you a second second luck in the chamber, though. Right. Not coming with that. So, it's hot. They're going to be doing something to, to make it special. Yeah, they have to. I mean, otherwise, it's just another pistol. Add that in spades, um, and I, you know, I know Xbox has been buying up studios left and right, but I haven't seen anything um, Xbox exclusive. They, you know, they're they're real friendly with. Well, we're going to release it on Xbox, but PC can play it too. Yeah, they're they're being the the bigger of the two. I mean, with releasing things on both PC and console, because they're recognizing that. They have just as large of a you know player base on PC as they do on their consoles. And the great thing with that marketplace, the Xbox marketplace, you can play it on both. Right. So well, they're really taking advantage of the opportunities that are there. And on the Microsoft platform, right? Because you don't and, see... Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> that coming on a Mac, you see it coming on Windows and Xbox. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, next thing we have is the Last of Us 2 release. Now, I'm, I'm an absolute uh, clueless when it comes to the Last of Us series, so go. Oh, the it Last of so Us good. series. So good. Uh, TLDR, it's based on the Cordyceps. The Cordyceps is a fungus that infects ants and makes them go above the ant colony and infect the rest of the colony. And the same, they basically the, the story is that this fungus infects humans and turns them into zombies. Something like zombies. It's it's a little more frightening. Yeah, Air, the clickers are freaky. Oh my god! Are, oh, if you've never played the first one and some of the most uh, tense-filled scenes in the first game involve the clickers. And it's such a unique gaming experience because you have to use, I call it super hearing. You have to use all of your senses, primarily your hearing to be almost like a echolocation of the clicker. So as they make sounds or you throw a bottle, you can see, you know, sense where they are and they are freaky when they come after you. Oh man. Oh, let's you know, old lettuce head TV. comes running after you, and the spores. Can can you imagine that with the, with Sony's new audio platform? <sighs> That'd be so creepy. I might not be able to play it. <laughs> See, you guys are all on the audio cues of everything. I really love how something looks. You know, I mm. really love the shadows, oh, the, the depth, so good. the if they're you know they're adding ray tracing to it. I mean. It's going to look amazing, which is going to make it even creepier. <laughs> oh, I'm going to let it's going to be great. I can't wait. That comes out literally as we're recording this in 10 minutes. Yep. Is when it's releasing. I, and, I saw a couple of people on Twitch already playing it. Yeah, they got some press mm-hmm. releases and yeah. it's kind of a rolling release. You know what? Good for them. You know what? I, I was going to reserve it because I want that uh, the statue for the collector's edition. Now, I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I'm probably going to get it. it. It's downloading on my PS4 probably as we speak. <sighs> so I, that's real exciting. Get another game. <laughs> yeah. Barely keep up with my, my destiny. If it wasn't for farming, I wouldn't be at 1030 right now. Um, but The Last of Us, as good as the gameplay was, it was the story. Oh, it has one of the most heart-wrenching openers in any game series I've ever played. And because uh, I first played it before I was a parent, and then I played the opener after I became a parent, and it just changed the entire kind of is that meaning the ba- and emotion. A buddy of mine couldn't even get out of the first town. <laughs> he gave up on the game. It's intense. There's a lot of very emotional. Very, very deep stuff that goes on in that story. You know what? It was the type of game that the ending worked so well, they could have left it at that. Yep. But them going forward and making a sequel kind of unravels that ending and could potentially be very detrimental to the series if it's not handled correctly. I mean... We all seen what happened to Mass Effect Andromeda. Or Mass Effect 3. Hold the laugh on the inside. 
keep it in. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I mean, it was it ended so beautifully. Mm. It was rated one of the best games to be released in our lifetime. And it honestly is. I mean, it's almost flawless. But that ending, I mean, just when I saw the sequel, I was excited. But also very concerned because it is a beloved series, you know, a series now, but franchise. And it it could be so cool. I don't want there were leaks that released. We talked about it on a mm. previous episode. <laughs> I really hope that they're not as true as I feel some of them are, but we'll see. I I'll make Dr. Goku play it first and then I'll I'll get the <laughs> but it's, low down. It's been reviewing really well. Yes, it has. Like ten out of ten. Like yeah, right now I mean, I'm a critic. It has a 95 on Metacritic. Wow. I mean, Last Jedi reviewed really well, too, and we all saw how that went. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just I disclaimer, like I hate yeah, that too. movie. So, but, and I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but Last Jedi, I lump into the same category that I lump the last season of Game of Thrones and Resident Evil Final Chapter of just being incoherent mess that makes no sense whatsoever and just i was watching empire strikes back a couple weeks ago i had the the uh commentary on and it was uh mr kirshner he was the director of empire strikes back and he said something and i laughed out loud and i want to clip it and use it in for future arguments Mm -hmm. he said in writing empire strikes back his job was to expand on the first movie bridge it to the last movie and make you want to see the last movie. That's the job of a middle movie. You got to connect the dot from here to here. If you don't do that. In my opinion, your sequel fails. And that's how I view last Jedi. I was not excited at all to see the last movie because how they treated some of the, even their own characters like that they created, they messed up from force awakens to that movie. I'm like, how do you mess up? And anyway, but, Based on the leaks of Last of Us, if they're true, this could be like The Last Jedi or the Game of Thrones Season 8 of, of, of video gaming kind of thing, you know? We had Mass Effect 3 back in the day, you know, with the ending, and they tried to fix it, you know, with the end, whatever. And now if this goes that way, Last of Us, it's going to happen to them too. It's, now, see, I'm, I'm completely unfamiliar with The Last of Us series. and I, I am too. I actually have the game shrink wrapped. I got it on sale, and I've been meaning to play it. Yeah, it's on I, my shelf. Yeah, the the leaks, but I'm from what I'm hearing from you. Does this sound like they're just slapping a two on the box? No, they're taking this. They're from what I understand, based on the leak, which could be complete BS. Um, they're basically killing off the two main characters and focusing on this other character. And supposedly, you play as the so the two main characters in the first game. They killed someone, and uh, the second game, that person's daughter is getting revenge on them. They're just, and so there's a part of the game where you play as that person that's trying to get revenge, and you actually kill the main characters. I'm like, so you spent the first game developing a relationship with the main characters, and in the second game, you kill them. Like, you actively kill them, supposedly. And, and, and that's very interesting as a concept, Yeah, but in the grand scheme of storytelling and the way 
stories ebb and flow and how you create relationships with characters, not a good idea. Maybe if it was an alternate ending, if that's the case, cool. It's not canon, whatever. If you make this decision, that happens, whatever. I don't want to play the first and second more now. Yeah. But that's just me. I'm, I'd highly we'll recommend playing, at least playing Last of Us 1. Yeah. yeah. Just because I it's think that'll be the next so thing good. once I finish XCOM. I'm going to dive into it and see what happens. Yeah. It's, playing it's the, the remaster it. on PS4 it is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I have. GameStop had a sale, and I bought that in Horizon Zero Dawn. I haven't played that yet either. Oh, that's oh, another, another masterpiece. Play. Oh, my God. I heard it was good, so that's why it's like I was like, oh, I'll buy it, and I'll get to it eventually. Oh. Every time I hear silence, I hear Zavala. <laughs> <laughs> is, is my, yeah, okay, my mic is still working. Sorry, I bumped it, and I got a notification from Windows here. So, uh, Zeon, with you being, you know, big into cosplay and good into, you know, big into the, you know, making weapons for cosplay and, and whatnot, uh, what do you feel about, you know, PAX West being canceled? I mean, everything's been getting canceled. There's doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, I was... I was booked for GCX and uh, Megacon, and they got canceled. And, and now Megacon in Orlando is moving. They're doing a thing in October, and that might get canceled now because now the cases of COVID have spiked up again. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not surprised PAX got canceled. Star Wars Celebration got canceled. Everything got canceled. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I, just, um, I found out today that TwitchCon in San Diego got canceled, and that's September. Yeah. So they're they're pushing that way out. I understand Pax West being canceled. That was supposed to happen in what two weeks, but everything's just being canceled right now. You got you're a part of the uh, GCX Artist Alley Online, are you not? Yep. Yes, I am. You are. I know you are. Yeah, I'll be part of that, and um, I'm part of the charity stream. My block is uh, Sunday at twelve Eastern, I think. Nice. Um, but they're doing a forty eight hour stream with a bunch of other artists, and. Um, so I'm partaking in that as well. Awesome. Yes. Nice. Let us know when that happens. If we don't get tagged in it, we would uh, we'll definitely support you guys. Yes. 12 to 2 Sunday. 12 to 2. Yeah, I just posted on my – I think I posted on Twitter today, but I'll post it again when it – on my – you know, the day before or whatever. But it's uh, Pixels After Dark is hosting it. Okay, I did see that post. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm part of that. I don't know what I'm going to do. With, what? With- with all these conventions being canceled, like that, that's just got to, it's got to be a, a double kick to the groin for you. Yeah. It hit the wallet pretty bad because, um, it make a lot of <laughs> revenue from it. Conventions are good because people go there to spend money. Right. I know when I go to convention, I have like X amount of money that I'm like, I want to buy something there. And so when people go to convention, they want something unique, something that, they can get there in the moment that's like, oh, I've never seen this before. True. This is really cool. It's kind of like a Garden Con last year. I, obviously, with what I do, I'm in Artist Alley, and I'm the only one doing what I do. Like, no one's selling props. No one's selling ghosts. My ghost sold out in 30 minutes, Garden Con last year. Wow. We opened the doors mm. at 10. 10.30, all gone. And I was, wow. I, I was looking. My mom was doing the booth with me, and, like, she was, like, getting emotional. She was so proud. She was like, never thought this would happen kind of thing. But you know, that's like, and then, you know, selling my ghost commissions online go pretty good. Um, 
but it's like when you're there and you're in the moment, you're like, oh, that's so cool. I've never seen that. And it's like I had I had all the faction goes. I had made all I had made a new monarchy and a dead orbit and um, future war cult. It's definitely and, uh, a small market at, at conventions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one guy, he got two of them and the other guy got the other one and they were like fighting. They're trying to get all three. <laughs> so you know it's just like it was really cool and like all my i had all my my team shirts that those all sold out by the end of the the con i had a uh, hunter knives those all sold out i had strange coins gambit coins um trials tokens those all sold out um it was pretty crazy it was really cool we raised 800 i don't know if you guys know this but uh i i raised um well i didn't say me but um i had a drake's promise that i made it was a nerf gun i made into drake's promise and uh, two years ago, when I started going to Guarding Con, I kind of like um, started small and built up. So when I went, uh, I guess this would have been, I think, 2017, I guess. I just had my, I just had Nerf and props. I had my Drake's Promise. I had Iron Reef. I had my Drake's, uh, uh, the hell's a Fallen Scott rifle called from Prison Velders. I should know this because that's what I wear when I cosplay. Crap. What is it called? The F- Scott rifle from Prison Velders. Um I can't think of it. Anyway, got me. Wow, got me too. I'm about to, I can't. I feel really bad that I don't know this. <laughs> it's my weapon that I bring all the time. Everyone knows me for it. Anyway, so we I, we started with that, and uh, we were going to meet uh, Mr. Fruit and Robbie V. And my friend was like, "You Nobleness? should get them." Yeah, yeah. my friend that? was like, "You should get." you should have them sign the Drake's promise. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. We should do that. So over the next two years, like everybody signed this Drake's promise, Deej, Gathalian, uh, my name is Bife, Datto, like everybody you can think of in Destiny signed this little gun. And there's even a montage on my YouTube channel of them shooting it. Uh, Cause uh, the Drake's promise was a Nerf gun. Actually, there's a video of Bife. He actually shot someone playing Warframe. It was pretty funny, but um <laughs> Of course he did. <laughs> Jesus. Geez. So then the the next year I did the full uh, Titan armor and that went over like crazy. Like at one point I had to stop and we had to make a queue for people to take pictures of me. It got that. You, you had your team Titan shirt on as your Titan mark. Did you not? <laughs> yes. My, that is the best mark ever. The team Titan mark is, uh, is on my, my, uh, my, my Titan. And then, so once I did that, I was like, okay, I did the, I did the props I did the cosplay next year. I'm going to do a booth. And so we did the booth and that kind of took off. And it, it, I was really looking forward to this year. I was debating on, Oh, so anyway, the story, everyone signed the Drake's promise. So when I did the booth, we did a raffle for that and we raised $800 in the raffle. It was pretty cool. All that expository junk for that little thing. But yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, the one, the one thing that, uh, doesn't seem to be hurting too bad from uh, the, the COVID crisis is uh, Guardian Con this year. Uh, GCX had to go all online. Um, it's still doing amazing. It is doing absolutely absurd. They have yeah. almond. Let me pull up the stream. Have raised oh, 4.65? 4,652,486.14. That's crazy. That is, Jeez. yeah. The but they've goal been, was what three? The goal was three point eight. Every year they've ever ever since Guardian Con started, they've been breaking their goals, and it's like every single year 
they break the goal and then they don't only break the goal. They like go to the stratosphere and it's crazy. Cause last year it was what? Two point something million. Right. Yep. Cause the year before yep. that was like a million before that it was 800, whatever. And they just keep, as it got bigger, I mean, it's been that way. I'm not surprised at all. Good, great on them. And you we know. haven't even to the Dr. Lupo stream. <laughs> right? Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Lupo raises. Hands down. I think Lupo raised, what, 2.2 million last year on his. He raises a ridiculous amount. Right? He raised 2. Point something million in last December for, for St. Jude's on his own. Bungie. Bungie did their stream earlier this afternoon. They had a four-hour block, and they went over last year's total 20 minutes in to their stream. Yeah, it definitely that. helps that they've, um, they've branched out, too, so they have a lot more, uh, lot more of an audience this time around. And because they broke the record, we will be getting a Destiny toaster. <laughs> <laughs> the Jotun toaster? Yeah, I heard about that. There goes Zeon, a, a ghost in the shape of a toaster. Oh, yeah? I haven't seen it. It's not a but thing. Apparently, yet, they're going to make a real it. toaster. There you go, Dylan. All he had to do was just mention it, and people were like, sold. <laughs> toaster. Give yeah. me the toaster. I mean, awesome. I'd, buy, I'd buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all going to buy it. <laughs> we're all going to get it. <laughs> Are they we got the that, baking, uh, the bread, and everything else. I they know, have yeah. the, you know, like the Star Wars has the toaster where like it imprints like a Death Star onto your toaster. Yes, whatever. I have they're it. Gonna, they're going to do that, <laughs> but a ghost. Does anybody got the waffle maker? I have it. <laughs> of course you do. I have a Mickey Mouse waffle maker. Does that count? I love I also, Star Wars. Does, but and I have so that ridiculous. too. <laughs> what? I like breakfast and oh, Star Wars. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> Can't start your day without a Death Star. Let's roll. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well. All right, so we've got our gaming news out of the way. And we've kind of looked into a little bit of community stuff. But uh, what do we have in the uh, in the era of community news, Alan? I mean, you, you mentioned the, the GCX stream. Yep, that's going on right that's now. going uh, on a, right now. There's a lot of... Uh, Big streamers, like uh, Nate mentioned, Bungie was on earlier today and crushed her last goal. I think they are within $20,000 $20, of hitting this year's goal of $5 million for donations, total donations to St. Jude Children's Hospital, which is absolutely amazing. And it's quite a feat to every year consistently grow and show more and more support to the hospital and to run this hospital for one day, it costs like $1.2 million. So essentially the destiny, not just the destiny community, the gaming community is essentially going to be running this hospital for quite some time. And mm -hmm. that's all powered from the hearts and, you know, passion of gamers willingness to help others and help children. I mean, this is, this is nothing to sneeze at. This is a huge positive impact that makes a huge difference in not just a child's life, but their families because the mental impact and emotional impact this has on the family members as well is excruciating to yep. have a child sick and to have this resource available to you is just, it brings tears to your eyes. I mean, it's, 
It's a godsend. And families do not get a bill for anything. Well, anything. Here's, here's another aside. Like people look at those and go for the kids, for the kids, for the kids. My brother-in-law, uh, Judata that's in our, in our server. Mm-hmm. He survived cancer from directly, you know, from, from research that came directly from St. Jude mm-hmm. as an like treatments that they did, that, that designed for kids and then found that the worked were then given to him as an adult. So it, it, it goes well above and beyond just, just the kids. Obviously the kids mm-hmm. are, you know, Everyone feels for them, and it's an immediate need because you want everyone to have a long, happy life. But yes, they learn when they're treating these kids goes above and beyond just that. It's it's yeah. it, it's 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 treating cancers for everyone, young and old. So yep. like dollar we donate to this, it's it's just it it. The work that they do is so important. I promised I would never yep. do. It. Uh, uh, it, it's emotional. I mean, and it's actually a, an amazing thing to be a part of and help support every year that it's been, we've, we've, we came from the destiny community. We're all, a lot of us are, all of us are a part of the destiny community. We're very yeah. passionate about it. We vocalize about it and we have supported this since its conception from the destiny community meetup to guardian con to GCX it's evolution all through the last four years we've supported we ran saint jude campaigns and it comes down to we are a 501c3 nonprofit, but we recognize the importance and the what other organizations do and we will we do not when we do a support benefit stream for St. Jude's. We do not accept any donations for us. 110% go to St. Jude's. We're that passionate about that. And uh, we we look forward to supporting it as the events for GCX continue to go throughout this week. And next weekend is the Artist Alley. Uh, the Artist Alley is going to be coming since GCX got canceled. A lot of us were very... I, I'm one of the co-hosts of pixels after dark but when it was canceled the live event we jumped into a server that was left over from last year for guardian con last year that we did a big special episode for we had 20 plus uh, artists and creators on the that was a long night uh to talk about their booze give little sneak peeks and everything and it's still one of the most popular episodes that we i would like i would like to note i was not on that podcast so you were not but <laughs> you'll be on this one no uh <laughs> <laughs> but it was so so impactful but we utilized that that server and said well it's canceled this year why don't we do an online one? And there are so many talented people throughout this community. Uh, I mean, I couldn't even begin to name everybody involved with this, but it, it went from our conception pixels coming and, you know, bringing this to the table to, you know, Heather uh, being so organized and being like, just, like the heart of everything, a uh, cow hat with creating the website, Straya, Irez, you know, Irez is one of our creative artists for, for the nonprofit. Uh, he has been fantastic and everybody just coming together to try and put this together and then 
show it to GCX and have them be so impressed and going forward with people not losing out on experiencing the artist alley because it's just such a huge part of this convention i feel and a lot of others feel that it, it being able to bring it online is just so special and so awesome to be able to offer it and on top of just having uh the accessibility to these creators and artists of work so if you've never been able to make it to Guardian Con, you have the opportunity to go on to the GCX Artist Alley website, go to those artists and creator stores and buy merch that you would only be able to get if you attended GCX yourself. So this is the first and only year you will be, well, first year you will be able to get this sort of, uh, you know, merch and, you know, limited supply of uh art prints and you know ghosts and everything else so take advantage of it and also at the end of it next weekend the artist alley is putting on a large two-day stream where artists will be doing two-hour blocks and they'll be creating artwork giving out artwork uh shouting out other ones interacting with community members and just making it a truly special event and doing our part to try and support St. Jude's even further through GCX and the artist alley. So it's, it's, I, I mainly just watched everybody just do a bunch of work, <laughs> but everybody's been so fantastic with it and we really can't wait to help support it ourselves. And uh, it's truly an amazing thing. So I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that that work got done. Like kudos to you and the pip, pixels after dark crew for even pushing the issue and bringing that groundswell and you know kudos to to broman and and the gcx crew for recognizing that oh yeah we can you know even in these times um bring the artist to the people outside of a convention setting like it's that's amazing i i already looked through the page and just the, the the stuff that's being offered up is you know how much money I've spent so far? <laughs> no, 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 a lot. <laughs> and I'm not done yet, but if it wasn't for cow hat, Strea, Joe or Heather, none of this would have been possible. They all worked around the clock collaboratively and it's, it's been amazing. I, I take no credit for it because these people are so talented and it's been truly amazing. And I, I really am uh, really fortunate to know these individuals and they're you're just absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate the, navigate this whole thing. And you know, you, you opened a conversation and look what happened. So mm-hmm. very true. But, do we have anything else going on in the community? Anything else rocking uh, out right now? Nothing. Nothing really. Everything's kind of being focused in on on GCX. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, that is the end of our episode. Does anybody have any final words they want to say? Anything they want to touch on before we start wrapping up? Well, weren't we supposed to? Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, nice, slow, slow reveal there. Nod, wink. <laughs> Something very shiny in the back. 
Xeon has been working on a very special thing. Now, he wanted to wait to show this. Uh, we wanted to wait until the end uh, for all the people tuning in for the live stream. Uh, Xeon and I have been working on something special. Now, he created our ghost for our conventions that we're going to be bringing with us to all of our tables. Now, another thing, mm -hmm. it's underneath his St. Jude's Live, Play Live. Oh, I'm putting, putting him uh, up. Screen. Now, the same before he reveals this. What's that? I'm putting him up on my screen, full screen. Do you want to do that for the stream before he reveals it? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> big, big. <laughs> I don't know how to do that on this end. <laughs> Give me a minute while I'm talking. Okay. Uh, uh, Figured if he's going to reveal. <laughs> one of the things that we were working on, we are so touched by everyone who has been doing benefit streams for us to help us bring more uh, mental health awareness and create programs and go f farther than we ever could without any, you know, everyone's support. And we are still so taken back by just the acceptance of the community and people doing benefit streams for us that we're, we're not used to it. And to thank everyone above and beyond, we wanted to create something special for every individual and group that do benefit streams for Guardians Mental Health. And I reached out to Xeon to create something custom made from us, personalized to the individual or group as a personal thank you from all of us for them taking the time and doing a benefit stream for us and all the support that we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. And uh, Zian, do you want to show everybody what we've been working on? Yeah, sure. My stream time's out here. <laughs> I present to you the Golden Ghost. Yes. Ooh. This is a custom-made trophy ghost that will have a personalized plaque on the bottom, which will be engraved with your name or your group's name, engraved on it and then it'll be personalized to you thanking from us and sent to you for you to have something truly unique and special that you can look at and go we you know we did this and we wow. we got this for it so these are going to be custom made for for you from from us and uh Zian is going to be making all of those and they are truly cool Something you can just kind of put behind you on your mantle. And I mean, that is just so awesome. I love that. It is. The, the stream that is, is very cool. Stop streaming. <laughs> it's midnight, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Stream labs. You suck. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, right when he pulled the cover off. Like you couldn't. Yeah. That any worse? No, time to <laughs> better. <laughs> hey, it's on. It's it's, it's, it's on. There we go. We're live. Oh my gosh! Should I do it again? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> uh, it's not as impactful when you have to do it again. <laughs> you can just show it. <laughs> now check this out. <laughs> this is what's the end. <laughs> yeah, what a reveal! Thanks, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> What did I do? And we're back. Life? Now, the suspense is right here. <laughs> now, 
every everyone that runs a campaign for us and does a benefit stream for Guardians Mental Health will receive one of these Golden Ghost trophies with a personalized plaque engraved to the individual or group thanking you from Guardians MH and our team and staff for all your hard work and support and everything. So every campaign that reaches a certain goal or reaches their goal will receive a Golden Ghost trophy from us to you, and Xeon will be creating all of those. So yep. I hope you like them. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, they look really nice. Yes. Thank you. They look awesome. Very much appreciate that. Yeah. You're welcome. Does that light up? No, this one doesn't. It's just uh it's just the reflection. Okay. So me and him talked about this and uh he wanted it to be reflective. And so what I had to do mm. was um there's this paint called uh chrome mirror paint. And so basically what this is and it's I thankfully had some left over because it's kind of expensive. Um, so basically what this is, is, uh, the chrome mirror paint and then it's a uh, clear yellow paint over it. Uh, so it actually oh, reflects light. Um, cause just straight up gold paint wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be. And even when I look at this, I'm like, man, I wish it was more shiny, but this is good. You you notice it a lot here because this piece is made out of plastic. The rest of it's vinyl. So it just adheres better to the plastic bit and it's a lot more reflective, but it's still pretty pretty shiny yeah that's a beautiful dude it's something that other organizations when you do campaigns for some organizations and stuff you don't get a thank you you don't get you know or you might just get like an email saying thanking you for you know the campaign but a lot of times you don't get anything and we wanted to set ourselves apart because we just with all of our hearts can't thank everyone enough for all their support that we wanted to create something truly special that you could be proud of and look, put on your mantle and look back to and go that. Yep. Not very many people have one of those, you know, there, mm. there's only a few of those in existence and I got that from, you know, supporting guardians, mental health and mental health awareness and doing a stream and they 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 made this personalized to me. It's uh, it'll give you a self esteem boost, make you feel good of, that you accomplished something truly great and making a difference. Because the more we work together, the more positive impact we can have together. So, thank you all very much, and thank you, Zeon. I, I really can't wait to start sending those out to uh, people. We got two different uh, organizations and groups that we're going to be sending them out to, and uh, for those. Hmm? I know it was Last Rites and uh, Destiny 2 Esports. And then the last one was a full group, which were, unfortunately, there was the ghosts aren't, the tr the go golden ghost trophies aren't cheap. <laughs> no. But speaking uh, of, you still have him full screen. That's fine. What? You don't need to see all of us. I'm, I'm this is the show right here. It's <laughs> the <you> show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Zeon. You're welcome. At least he recognizes it. Now, Zion, I, we we appreciate that. Yeah. You know, it's not all about you, Nate. You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're in that plaid blanket that I love so much because it looks warm. Uh, hey, like, Pale Rider, to this flannel we'll get into one day. It's that looks yeah. like a uh, Cactus Jack's flannel. Yes. Cactus Jack's. Oh, the flannel. Pale. Thank <laughs> you so much for the raid, buddy. 
white and it was just washing out like the light would hit it it would just wash everything out so i had to cover it with something eventually i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna put a green blanket over it so it knocks out entirely but tail uh, don't take off just yet i uh you just showed up at a good time Zan, do you would you mind holding that up one more time so we had some people just come into the live stream these are golden ghost trophies that Zion is going to be making for us to give to people who run uh, benefit streams for us that hit their goal and something as a personal thank you from us to them that's going to have an engraved golden plaque on the bottom and everything that everybody will be able to have a keepsake and a personal thank you from all of us. So figure you're coming in with 11 of your, your friends and figure we would hold it up one more time before we were snapping out. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Pale, again for sharing your community with us. We, uh, we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Pale's one of the funnest people I've, I've ever played with. I mean, he, you just got to look out because when it hits about 12 o'clock at night, and he brings out that glass boot, you know, you're in for a ride. <laughs> Doesn't get that funner. That's like a mug. Like why you can't feed him after midnight glass. Yeah. Boot, some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, but no. Uh, yeah, why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can find you, find more of your your content and your shops and everything. Yep, so I'm I, really easy to find. All my social medias are at Zeon Remnants, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, my apparel, like this lovely Team Titan t-shirt, and the uh, Warlock Hunter shirt variants. And uh, we just released a new uh, Skull and Bones uh, Titan Club, Warlock Club, and Hunter Club shirts that are pretty cool. As well as uh, some Star Wars shirts and a Borderlands shirt. Um, those are available on XeonRemnants.com. And um, you can go to my Etsy if you want to commission me for something, a ghost or a prop or... On my Etsy, I have some uh, already made items. And for Guardian Con, there'll be some exclusive stuff on there that I'm only going to be making once. Uh, a lot of, um, I plan on doing a lot of Nerf mods, uh, Borderland guns, some Destiny Ooh. guns. Um, mm, I'll have a new nice. batch of, uh, I've done Hunter Knives in the past, uh, but for Guardian Con, we're going to do Cade Hunter Knives. They're going to have oh, the, cool. the Ace of Spades instead of the uh, Hunter symbol on them. And uh, those are cosplay and con friendly. They're all foam, so you can hit someone in the head with them, and they'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, uh, foam is my main thing. Actually, like, if you look in the back, it's like stacks of foam. So like that's what everything's made out of. You're not endorsing like, nor saying hit your friends in the head with foam swords. Oh, hit them with foam. They'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you have kids... Mm. Um, and also all my Etsy stuff can be seen at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Zeon remnants, which is really stupid, but that's how Etsy does their thing. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, everything's Zeon remnants. Oh, and YouTube Zeon remnants. Um, if you're bored during the quarantine, go watch season one of team Titan. Cause it's funny and it's not rated PG 13. Like this podcast, <laughs> not safe for work or kids. But if you liked Red versus Blue, go and watch it. Check it out. I was actually a very big fan of RVB. Mm -hmm. As am I. 
Thank you so much for coming on You're with welcome. us, man. It was truly a pleasure, and yeah. uh, I had a blast. And thank you, everyone, so much for being a part of it and hanging out with us. You can find us and uh, Guardians MH Podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, you a couple of the sources are iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and we're hosted. Our RF RSS feed is from Podbean, so you can check us out there. Uh, you can also find. Uh, Stay up to date with all events and news and everything from us on our Twitter. It's Guardians MH on Twitter. And we also have a link to our Discord server, which has a fantastic peer support network uh, within it. Uh, pl- tons of resources and is a safe and inclusive atmosphere for everyone and we have some some great things in that server so you can check that out and also uh, be sure to go and check out our website guardiansmh.org for more resources links uh, content programs you name it everything's there and that's it we're done (laughs) have a great night everybody good night all oh wait fuck (laughs) 